Hey, this is Stacey Barnett, and we are here for another podcast. And today, what I uh, I have someone with me who's um, who's very special. She's a friend of mine, uh, Lisa Kirshner. She owns uh, and runs Sit, Stay, and Play in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, which is uh, a dog training facility. It's at, it's a fantastic facility. Um, well, I I teach there, so I I do love it. <laughs> anyway. So Lisa, um, thank you for thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Stacy. I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, today we're we're going to talk about NW3. Awesome. So Lisa is a new NW3 competitor. She's done. You've done one NW3, right? Uh, we've done one. Yes. You've you've done one. That's right. Uh, and um, and we thought you know maybe let's talk about the level itself because you know a lot of times people start to get a little bit nervous to go into NW3 and. You know, it's 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 a different beast. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I thought maybe we could do kind of like a and a back and forth. You know, I can talk about my NW3 experience, which I hate to say is a little bit more extensive than I would have liked. You know, and then we can talk a little bit about, you know, your experience and your first NW3. That'd be perfect. Okay. So what, what do you think of your first NW3 experience? Uh, it was a whole different beast from what I totally expected from the minute I pulled into the parking lot. Uh, the facility was absolutely beautiful, um, tightly packed competitors, which is not a big deal for my dog, um, but it was, I noticed it was for others. The whole atmosphere when you walk into an NW3 is a little more tense than the first two levels, at least that's what I noticed. Um, and, I, and I understand why. Um, it's just, you know, the uncertainty of the day and you don't find out until the end of the day and it's very nerve-wracking. Um, and it's very quiet in the parking lot. Um, not a lot of chatter among anybody, really, until you try to reach out and, and make those friends and try to talk to them about anything other than the day at hand. Um, so that was the first thing right off the bat was uh, a little tense for me. Okay, okay. Uh, so I tend to be a tense person to begin with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the day was good. Um, it, it goes on, and you really don't know how you did until the end, which is um, very nerve-wracking. Do, do you think very that that's, a, that's the hardest part of NW3, not knowing? Um, you know, for me, I think it was, besides hearing the word no, because, you know, I would like to think that, you know, my dog knows her job at hand, um, and I think I read her okay most of the time. Oh, you do. Um, you but, do. But still, you know, the not knowing if you got at least, you know, the one element correct, um, you know, and, and then just waiting to the end of the day to see. The only way you really know for sure is, you know, if you get that no, um, like I did. So I kind of knew um, that we didn't title that day. Uh -huh. um, so that took the edge off right away, but still the uncertainty of how well did I read my dog the entire day came to play in every single search. So let's talk about that big bad word, that word we all love to hate, the word no. Um, <laughs> cause I, I remember, um, I did one trial and, um, we got a no, this was an NW3 and I was doing this with Jed and we got a no in exteriors and interiors was next. And I just decided to just floor it and just, you know, go for it, you know? And that day we actually, we actually won interiors, which is something that we had never actually placed in interiors up until that point. 
And it was also the first time that I ran him off leash. And I have to tell you that it was probably one of the better experiences that I had in NW3 because I heard that word no. You know, and I was able to, to really, you know, salvage the rest of the day. And, and of course, you know, when you learn, when you hear a no anyway, you learn something from it no matter what. You know, no, you, exactly. You, exactly. I mean, you, you learn exactly. from it, you know, you, so so it, there, there's two benefits to it, right? So the first benefit is you can really, you know, just have fun, you know, for the rest of the day. And then, you know, number two is, you know, really learn from that no. And, you know, what mistake did you make? Because, you know, odds are it probably was not the dog. Um, you know, and, and just try to figure out what, what did I do so that I don't do that again? Yeah, I mean, the the first note that I get, you know, that was all me. Um, that was the blank room, and the wrong word jumped out of my mouth. Um, and, and for me, I think the, the nervous part of that was the first time saying the word finish without saying the word alert first. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I knew that there was nothing in that room. Um, but the first word I always say is alert. Um, and then the word finish. So, you know, learning curve there is... You know, not only write the word finish on your hand, but write the word um, alert um, <laughs> yes. on your hand, too. Um, and, you know, close that hand if you don't need to look at that one. Um, so after, yeah, I mean, same with you. After we got that first no, because the wrong word jumped out of my mouth, you know, we went to containers. And, you know, at that point, you know, the day is what it is. Um, and you know what? It's all fun. Uh, there was no more pressure because we had, you know, no chance of titling. So she went in and I was relaxed and she had fun and she had way too much fun, um, which was our second no. Um, but yeah, it does. Definitely hearing that word takes it, takes the pressure off and you can relax and enjoy and really, really watch your dog without having to worry about the outcome. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that whole, I, I think, you know, the, the, the other thing about NW3, now that, because I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, because you, you mentioned the word finish. And it's interesting how in NW2, everybody stresses out about remembering to say finish. But as soon as you go to NW3, it is so, um, so a part of the level that you never forget to say finish again. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I, I think that's one thing that um, you've done really well with me um, is, you know, say the word, and I don't even think about saying the word, and sometimes I say the word, and I'm like, did I really say it? Um, so it's become a really good habit, but again, in three, you have to be careful, you know, um, if you think it's a blank room, to say the correct word. Right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, so that was pretty scary the first time calling a blank room, and, you know, I knew it was blank, um, she knew it was blank. My mouth did not know it was blank. Right, 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 right. Okay. So that that wasn't really a handler issue. That was just a nerves issue. Probably, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it, it is what it is. It was fun. It was great. She was great on the blank room. Um, but, yeah, that's just, you know, trying to be prepared in a trial setting, uh, especially for your first one when you have to call your first blank room. Right. That's a little nerve. That, that's, for me, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah, and you know what it is, because you're, you're taking a big leap. And the, the, the other thing about blank rooms is that you can only ever have one blank room. So I always worried when I was in there, if I call a blank room, what happens if the next room is blank? Right. That that was always my and worry. I, and I remember you saying that, and, you know, I thought, well, the first room we, we found two, and so now I have two more rooms, and um, boy, 
there's there's a chance one may be blank or there's a chance that neither may be blank. Exactly, um, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, but you never know. But so, yeah, I think, you know, going into my next one, now that I've made that error once, I'll be more careful with what I say, um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and um, it's, it's all, I, I really... I think I, I actually I wrote a, a blog about embracing the no. It's a lot of times people are just so worried and so wrapped up about that word that they're afraid of hearing it. You know, it's a disappointment when you hear it, which is, you know, really, you know, that, that there's, there's always that disappointment, but there, you really do get a lot out of the no, you know, and especially. And I'm not used to hearing that with Lucy. Um, I mean, not right. don't take that to sound cocky, um, but I'm so used to hearing it with bourbon. Right. Um, so, you know, when when we miss with Lucy, I'm always taken back a little bit because what did I do that I didn't read her right? Um, or, you know, did I did I just say it too quickly or was she fringing or, you know, whatever. Um, so when that happens, I do learn a lot from Lucy on where she was and what she was doing when I opened my mouth. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really easy to, to just have that word jump right out. It is. It is. And, you know, I mean, actually, the first time I heard a word no was at my first NW3. Wow. That was, it was a little bit of a shock. But at the same time, looking back, it was not a smart call that I made. Um, and I learned something very, very important because I was, I was new at the level and I, I wasn't really quite sure about, like, the high parameters and what they would, what they would set, what they would not set. Um, you know, we were working a lot of close convergence at the time, um, with, with Judd and, you know, training at a, at a level higher than, than what we were trialing at. And I called a close convergence call and it really, it was recalling, but calling it on a fringe. Right. Like I, I call, I, I made a call and then a few feet away, I made another call and it was just him being interested in a novel odor. Um, and I got a no, and that was my only no of the day. I would have titled my first time out. Um, wow. But looking back, I'm actually glad I didn't title that day because it taught me something about the high parameters, um, which they, they don't really publish. It's just, you know, just something that you start to you start to get a feel for. Um, you know, they're not going to place a hide, you know, that close together. Right. Yeah. You know. Don't, don't worry about the barking in the background. Yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I actually put my dogs in the crate, um, but I know you don't have the. You're you're at work right now. I'm at work right now. Yeah, I'm upstairs in the office, and uh, there's a little puppy barking downstairs. So mine are yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful job, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I get to play with dogs all day. Yeah, I know. Like, how cool is that? How cool is yeah. that? Um, so, so let's talk about this, not knowing, um, you know, not, not knowing how you're doing until the end of the day, like the feeling of, you know, of not knowing, I mean, what, what, what's kind of your feeling on that? Do you, do you wish you could know the whole, you know, the whole way through or like, you know, is it, is you know, it extra nerve wracking? Um, it is nerve-wracking, and, I, you know, it's just my, I think it's just me and my personality. I like to know, as I go along, um, how we're doing as a team, so I can set up a plan um, for continued success or improvement um, along the way. 
Um, you know, one of the hides that we did, um, you know, I had second and a half left. Um, that was pretty nerve-wracking uh, for me, and I knew I kind of was cutting it really close. So it just, you know, the whole thing, just the stress on top of stress on top of stress with the uncertainty of how you're doing throughout the whole day because everybody wants to be successful. Exactly. Uh, so the whole not knowing if you're successful, um, you know, the dogs don't care, but, you know, the humans definitely do, or we've been playing, is just... I think as the end of the day comes along, should I have not missed the second to last uh, search, if we would have gotten through that one, um, you know, going into the last one, the stress would have been much, much higher because now you start to think, well, we did three and we didn't get any notes. So did we get them all? Um, what did we miss? And what do I need to do on this one to get the title? So I think you know, for, for people who have that same personality that I do, that just builds up your stress all day long, and there's no down. Um, so if they let you know, I don't know, you know, some, I, I mean, I understand, but I think, you know, for some people, it would definitely take the stress off. And, you know, it's based on real-life stuff, but, you know, at the same time, it's kind of not. So it's... um it's challenging, but not challenging because some, you know, there could be people out there who are like, yeah, I'm just here to have fun. And at the end of the day, it is what it is, which is, you know, very much what I am. But because I'm so um, performance driven with my dogs, um, it, it makes that bit of a difference because I'm very competitive. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I th yeah, it does. It does. But I, I think what you're going to find with the NW3 crowd is you're going to find a lot more people like you. Who you know really want to go there, really want to do well. Um, it takes a lot, um, a lot to trial an NW three, and usually the people that are doing it are pretty serious competitors. Um, that, at least that's at least that's what I found. Just in, and yeah, I mean you know just the one I went to, yeah. I mean they're you know they're pretty serious, traveling from pretty far away to to attend trial. Um, so they're they're very serious too, but they seem to. Uh, handle the stress a little bit more and I'm not sure if it's because they have more experience in it um, okay. than I did uh, but not knowing um, the whole thing whereas they've been there done that whether they were successful or not um, they knew what to expect so, okay okay so you're kind of talking a little bit about what it's like you know being maybe a first-time NW3 competitor yeah I think so yeah which which that, that makes a lot of sense because you know, it, it definitely, the first time out at NW3, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not in, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. Exactly. You know, and, and it's a little bit of a shock. And what you're going to find is that you do settle into that and it does, um, it, it does become a lot easier as you get a little bit more experience. I think actually getting a couple of no's and getting, you know, some extra trials under your belt is actually a really good thing. Just coming from experience of doing elite trials that if you were to go bing, bang, boom, all the way through NW3, it would be, you know, pretty challenging, I think, to go into an elite trial with very little trial experience. Right. You know, so I think there's, there's really some, you know, some, uh, some, some good things about getting a no. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it doesn't get you the title, but it gives, again, it just, it gives you that learning opportunity. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, when you're, 
you don't know how many high, you know, you don't know how many hides there are. You don't know how you're doing throughout the day. It is stressful and, and it's stressful for everyone. And people are going to um, deal with that stress differently. And some people are going to show it more outwardly than others, but I can guarantee you everybody is feeling that. And at the end of the day, you know, what they do is, you know, they, they post the, the hides and then everybody rushes up at this mad rush to go see the hides and people are taking pictures of the, of the hide sheet and everything. And you see, you know, a few people, um, very few people usually walking away, you know, with very, very happy looks on their face and other people thinking, oh, I missed one in interiors or I missed one in containers, or, um, you know, and sometimes what I found interesting is that, you know, your memory of how that, that day went might not actually even be accurate. Um, there was one case where, or that there were several cases where if you're talking to people, they're like, yeah, I found three in that room. And there, in actuality, there were only two hides. So sometimes people might double call a hide and might think that they found extra hides. Um, which actually gets me to another point. It's a really good idea not to talk to people. In the, I mean, you're not supposed to talk in the, in the parking lot anyway. But even after the searches are done, it's a really good idea not to talk to other people. Wait for that trial page to come out. And part of it is it's, it's going to psych you out. You know, it's really going to psych you out. If you think that, you know, somebody, so-and-so found three in a room and you only found two, it doesn't mean that they're right. Even if they got three yeses, it could still only be two hides. Right. Does that make sense? It, it does. And and because the the family next to me, um, you know, we're, we're so confident, so incredibly confident that they titled. They, they got no no's and they read their dog perfectly. And, um, you know, they were, they were spot on that day. And, you know, she had mentioned she found, I forget how many hides. And I, at that point, I was crushed because I did not. Um, and I think it was the exterior, um, and I was crushed because I did not. So I thought, well, you know what, we're done. Like this was even before I got my first note. We're done. Um, yeah, yeah. Which really goes so. to you know, definitely do not talk to other people in the you know, e even if everybody's done with a search. Yeah. Um, definitely do not talk to other people in, in the in the parking lot because it really can you know it, it can really work against you. Yeah, I mean, and mentally it does. Um, yeah, what what I what I find um, what I like to do is when I start hearing that people are kind of starting to congregate. This is even you know toward the end of the trial. Um, let's say they're they're like you know well you know vehicles is done and I'm like well I, I don't want to hear and I'll just go and I'll sit in my car. Right. You know um, that's really I think the best way to 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 do it because the last thing you want to do is to psych yourself out. Um, cause I, I'll tell, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. This is all about, you know, memories not, not being very good. Uh, Huntington last year, um, Judd was doing an NW3 and I got no nose throughout the day. I was feeling pretty good, you know, and at the end of, end of the day, all the, all the searches were done. People start, you know, comparing notes or whatever. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't find two in that room. I only found one. And, um, I remembered I, I made two calls, but I thought I double called a hide. And in fact, I even told my dog, you found that one. Oh, alert. Yes. So I got a yes on that. But even in the search, my, my memory wasn't, wasn't what it was. So I thought I had, um, double called a hide. 
So I only thought I found one, you know, one hide in that room. Come to find out, they're handing out interior ribbons. And I got a ribbon for third place in interiors. And I'm like, wait, what? And I then all of a sudden, so I got the ribbon. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I titled. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it was like this big shock. And not only did he title, because it turns out we did find both of the hides. I made two real calls. I didn't double call a hide. Um, not only did we title, we came in second overall. Um, and it was like one of those, and it's just one of those things that you cannot trust your memory. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, and, and to be, especially, especially in interiors, you know, cause the, the rooms themselves, they might look, you know, they might look different or they might look the same. You might have three different, uh, rooms that look very, very similar. Um, or sometimes they'll, they'll set a hideout, you know, in, in, um, you know, at the wheels of a garbage can. And then the next room, it's also the wheels of a garbage can. So then when you're done, you know, you, you know, are you remembering room one or are you remembering room two, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a lot to take in, um, mentally, you know, just to remember all of the searches. Uh, I, I don't, you know, thank goodness there's video, um, for some of them because I definitely right. walked out of there and went, boy, I wish I remember where they were and which I called and, just uh, again the nerves tend to uh take over you know that you're just so focused on watching your dog yeah um, keeping in you know with a time constraint and not missing anything right um, right so there's a lot to think about in you know a very short amount of time it is and sometimes a, that short amount of time is really short um i think the shortest it goes quick it does go quick it does go quick and you know, the hard part is, you know, so you don't know how many hides there are, right? So you not only have to let your dog drive, but you also have to remember where your dog is searched so that you know how to play clean it better. Exactly. You know, you know so I, I'm pretty lucky in Lucy, with um, Lucy because she'll, you know, she'll search everywhere. She'll, she'll go every place and she'll want to make sure that, you know, it's clean. But sometimes it takes her a while to get someplace. Sometimes she gets stuck in some place, and, and there could be no odor there. She just right. likes it there for whatever reason it is. That's nice to her. Um, so that becomes a challenge too to not want to drag her off because what if there's odor there? Because she don't know. Right. Um, so you know, at the same time, you know, make sure that everything's covered in that short time frame. Right. Right. You know, and the, the most important thing I think is to have fun. You know, and I think it's it's you know having that joyful search have a fun search if you have a fun search the the ribbons will follow you know lucy and i love this game yeah. um you know she plays other sports and, and she likes other sports um this is what she really enjoys uh, so every day that i get to go play with her is a great day uh, and, and you know she's seven years old she's not old by any means but she's not a puppy anymore right um so, you know, she's got a, a couple, you know, bum leg and whatever, but, you know, up there and she gets to play nose work, she's a puppy, and you can see it in her. She lives for the sport, and that's what makes me so happy. Again, you know, titles will happen one day, maybe, hopefully. They um, will. But if not, they in the meantime, she's having a job. You know, she's, she loves her job, and that's her job. Now. Yeah. And just to see her happy, that makes me happy. That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Having fun with your dog. Yeah, and she's she's such a nice little searcher. Thank you. 
She really is. She really is. She's 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 oh, well. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's just spend the next few minutes. We'll just compliment each other. I kind of like that idea. No, you're wonderful. No, 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 you're wonderful. People should see our, our text messages sometimes. You're the best. No, no, you're the best. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> so, so what else about NW three is is uh, do we do we want to tell people? You know, I think uh, you know going back to that blank room um, I, again. I you know, for me, you know, she's. Um, she's a handful so if there's nothing there she'll verbally let you know like are we done yet let's go find something um so she gets frustrated when she walks into a blank room okay and at the trial she walked in the bank blank room she excuse me she went in the back she came yep nothing there came in the front yep nothing there let me check over here yep nothing here nothing here i'll stand here and i'll bark at you um like i don't know what you want me to do mom there's nothing here so for me, I can, you know, it was easy for me to read that it was blank if my mouth knew what the right word was. Um, but I can see the frustration with other people who don't have such a clear indication for a dog on the blank room. And again, it's nerve-wracking because is it really? But, you know, reading that blank room is always such a challenge because it's not something that you want to practice often because you don't want them to get frustrated. Exactly. But at the same time, it's something that you need to practice so you know what it looks like or what it sounds like. Um, and again, for me, it's, you know, she's going to yell at me. Um, that, so that's a really good that, point. It's know, know what your dog looks like in a blank room. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's always going to be different in a training setting versus a trial setting, too, because the dog is going to read your stress. Right. So in a, you don't necessarily have that stress in a training setting situation but you clearly do in a trial situation so if you're stressed and your dog you know if Lucy would yell at me um you know is she yelling at me because she knows I'm stressed and to just relax mom okay um or is she yelling at me because it's a blank room because she'll do both right um but I also know what she physically looks like in a blank room so she'll walk around the room and then she'll just kind of stare at me um and and that's a blank room and then you know if I don't catch it in three seconds then she yells at me okay um, well that, so I that's good a little yeah um but you know again if I'm stressed she's gonna know that too so right. when I'm stressed she tends to look at me more than go to work kind of like are you okay I, I can go over here right it's okay yeah um and I noticed that in the NW3 was she checked in often then I would have liked her to check in with me Okay, do you think Just she checked sure in with you more than at your NW2? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially during the interiors. Not for the exteriors or the vehicles. She can care less about me then. Um, but the interiors, she, yeah, she checked in with me um, probably five or six times in each of the rooms. Okay. Um, just to make sure whether I was in her site or not her site. Maybe she just wanted to see where I was physically standing opposed to where everybody else was physically standing. Okay. I don't know. She's a dog. I can't read her mind. Um, but she did check in a little more often than I would have liked. But I think it's because I was stressed a lot more than I've been at any other trial. So so this is a couple different things that we could talk about. So first of all is, is knowing what your dog looks like in a blank room. So from a right. blank room, your dog's typically um, 
do a num one of a number of behaviors. So they might have very little interest and want to leave. That's that's one thing that could happen. The second thing is they could kind of look, you know, like a, a little bit around and then stop and look at you. Some dogs will actually work harder in a blank room. And you'll notice that there's a lot of like um, deeper sniffing. It's kind of like, you know, they're like, I have to find odor. There must be odor here somewhere. And, right. you know, and they'll start to do that. So that's kind of, that's one thing that a blank, you know, that might happen in a blank room. But the biggest thing about a blank room is recognize what that blank room is and then don't talk your dog into a hide. It's yeah. very easy to talk your dog into alerting because, you know, the handler starts to panic that, that they're not finding anything. So that's one thing that, that you kind of brought up. Let's see. The other thing. Was it the checking in? The checking in. Yes, 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 yes. See, I told you I had a bad memory. That's all right. I know. I know. I'm getting older. So checking in. So from a checking in perspective, that could also be, that, that's a really interesting, some, sometimes people talk about like a, uh, an all finished cue. I've noticed that with Judd, when he starts to check in, it means he's all done. Yeah, he, he does. He kind of, you know, stops and he looks at me like, okay, we're done. But you also, you also have to be careful if that's your, if the, the, if you have a look back that you're not misconstruing an alert and a I'm done and a check-in because an alert and a check-in and they look they could look very very similar in a dog that looks back you know and it's interesting you say that because every time she checked in with me when I did not call alert her whole body turned to me there was no head turn it was her whole body was oriented to me okay so it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah um, I knew to not call anything because of the way her body was. Because she would never alert with her body focused toward me unless the odor was toward me. Okay. Um, so just where I was standing each time that we alerted through all of our trials, you know, her head is always away to me and she looks back to me. It's never I'm standing right in front of her. Um, but for every check-in, she would orient her body. So we were almost looking at each other. At some, some way, there was, no, there was no need for her to turn her head. So it's interesting you say that. Yeah. yeah. That's a great observation. I just, just from, you know, remembering how she physically did that um, and why I didn't call it, um, and especially, you know, the trial that we just had here not that long ago, same type of body movement. When she checked in, her whole body would move to me. So, so that's really where it gets down to it's so important to know how to read your dog and watching the, all the behavior that all the way leading up to the actual alert or the actual indication. Um, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, green handlers, they want to really rely on that final alert. But what this is telling us is that you really need to, to watch the whole dog and you have to watch the whole search. You do because yeah. you know, if it's in a tight air and your dog can't turn its head and it backs out, then, you know, are you going to call that or not? Right. Uh, right. You know, Lucy will back out and then, you know, and I'll like, yeah, it, it was right there. Um, so it is really watching your dog, but not just me watching Lucy or me watching Bourbon. Um, it's me watching other people handle their dog as well. Because if I can learn something from that, if I see something from that dog and that handler, then I'm going to take it back to my dog and see if she or he, do they do the same thing? Um, because that may help. You know, leash handling is, is key. 
yeah, I love to watch people to see how they handle their leashes in tight situations because I, I need improvement in that, and I know I do. Um, so it's always good to, to watch them, and then you can talk about the search, too, that you've just, and, and this is in training, but, you know, yeah. the search that you just did, the search that I just did, and how did he alert, and how did she alert, and, you know, how did you know, and, you know, the, the great conversations that go on in the parking lot are, you know, I, I think have really played a huge success for Lucy and I because I'm not just saying Lucy and I. I'm saying everybody that's in our class um, work their dogs at some point, so it makes me look for very specific little things, again, getting tuned into your dog. Right, and when you're saying parking lot, you're meaning that like a, t- like a class? Yes, like a class. Okay, like a class. And I, I think what you're saying is, is really powerful, actually. It's, you know, take the time to, when you're in class or whether or not you do online or, or in person, watch the other dogs. You know, watching as many dogs as you can, it really teaches you, it really gives you an eye. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really has, for Lucy and I, um, I, I think that has made all the difference in the world. She's, you know, she's fast. She may not be fast to odor, but she physically moves like, you know, a little lightning bolt. Yes, she does. Um, so, you know, she doesn't, again, she doesn't always run to odor, but, you know, she's quick. So it's really nice for me to be able to watch other teams who have a fast-moving dog. Right. Um, and then I can see what she does or what she doesn't do compared to that dog. And, you know, it, it's just so valuable to be able to have those conversations in a parking lot at a training um, just to improve everybody's handling and improve everybody's, you know, being able to see a very specific thing on a dog and to get the feedback from your classmates. Right. Um, you know, there's a couple of people that I always watch and, you know, we always want to give each other feedback. Well, what did I see? What did you see? What did, you know, and that makes us better handlers and better teams from getting that feedback from your classmates. Well, this is also, this is, this. I mean, we're getting off track a little bit, um, but this is just me as, as your instructor thinking, you know, this is really good. We should have these conversations together. Perfect. So. But, you know, it, it, it's not really so much off topic because here's why. Um, not, I, I wasn't the only one getting ready for an NW3 in right. our class. You know, right. there, there was another student who was also um, at the level of NW3 who's actively competing. Um, and she's got a great dog as well. Um, and her and I are the ones who started really wanting to watch each other's dogs okay. because we're both at the same level. And then we're the ones in the parking lot. And of course, you know, we include everybody, but because we're watching each other's dogs more, I think the, the two of us have become a little bit better of a handler that makes um, sense. and be able to notice finer things in our dogs because we watch each other and we give each other that honest feedback. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, um, it's that feedback that is really helping you prepare for the next level because it gives you what to look for. Right, right, right. So so here we're talking about NW3 preparation, and, and I think you're right. I think, you know, learning how to read body language from your dog is it's probably the number one, you know, the, the biggest thing. Because how easy is it, you know, for a dog to, let's say you're working converging odor, and they give you a change of behavior and then they leave that for another hide. And what you have to know is you have to realize that, well, they gave me a change of behavior over here, but they found a hide over there. So therefore there's a, there's another hide. Exactly. You know, what they've told you is that there's two scent cones. 
And I think, you know, that's really, you know, part of the biggest challenge with NW3. It's like, it's watching your dog and trying to see, you know, where, where are those changes of behavior so that you can um, go back and, and check those. Yeah. And again, it's just watching other dogs. Yeah. I mean, you know what your dog looks like, but if you only ever look at your dog, you, there's really, it, it makes it a little more challenging to improve because you don't know how another dog may look. Absolutely. But, you know, and that is, you know, NW3 prep because you're going to go in not, not knowing. You have no idea. You have X amount of minutes and you have unknown number of hides. Go have fun. Right. Um, right. So you have to be efficient and you have to be quick. Be efficient. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of does play in with, you know, getting ready for that NW3. Yeah, it does. It does. So, so for people who are listening who go to class... Um, who have a class that go to, to go to a live class. Um, so what we're saying is that, you know, make sure you get a chance to watch the other dogs. Um, and if you train alone, mostly, you know, try an online class because with an online class, you can, um, you can watch a lot of other dogs. So, but I think what we're saying is that no matter what you do, you know, you need, you need to be watching other dogs and reading body, body behavior of other dogs. Yeah. I, for me, it works. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It made me a better handler. Um, to be able to be more precise with her. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what would be um, the biggest tips? Like if we were, you know, for like an, a new NW3 handler going to an NW3 trial for the first time, what would what what message would you want to give that person? First and foremost, um, learn some relaxing skills. Practice them on the way to the trial driving in your car, on the way there, um, after you check in and, and between every search. Um, breathe in, breathe out, let your dog go do its job, have a celebration. Really, if you can get over the nerves and the, the not knowing, um, it becomes, hopefully, next one, will become pleasurable. Um, to try to not stress is, for me, it is going to be key. Um, and I think if I not stress, then it becomes enjoyable for me and then it becomes enjoyable for her. And, right. you know, it's all about having fun with your dog. If it's not fun, why do it? And you and I made the joke going, I don't know if I want to do this again because this wasn't fun. Um, looking back now, it was fun. It was not fun that day. So just trying to keep everything in perspective on why we do what we do with our dogs and live each moment that you have with your dog. Lovely. Well, this has been a, a super conversation. Do we have any other, you have any other questions for me or? No, I'm good. I think we covered a whole lot of, of stuff in, I think so. in a good amount of time. I think so. So do you want to say a little bit about your, your uh, training facility? Sure. So we're located in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, um, easy off of I-80 um, in Stroudsburg. We're year-round indoor dog training center. We try to do a lot of different sports, not just nose work. Um, we also have agility and we do obedience and lots of fun things to keep you and your dog entertained and happy. Um, and we definitely believe that a trained dog is a happy dog. They all need a job. So love what we do. Uh, without a doubt, we love what we do. We have the best trainers because they love what they do. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks. All right. So this has been really great. And um, thanks again.